One ringy dingy. <laughs> Two ringy dingy. Yay! Hello, everyone. Hi there. Welcome to Cracker Classics. <laughs> a weekly podcast where we watch old movies. Unfortunately, not with uh, Lily Tomlin in them this week. Not this week, no. No. This week, we're watching a really, really, really long movie. Those camels, those camels, <laughs> more hills, <laughs> more dunes. Lawrence of Arabia. Finally! We actually <sighs> like have the time to sit and watch, chew on it today. So we're going to finally fucking do it. We have the three and a half hours for the movie. And the hour to time talk about on top it. of that. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> This is definitely one of those bucket list movies that yep. I've never seen. Oh, this Ooh. should be. Yeah. Excellent. I'm not even sure how many bits and pieces I've seen of it. It's it's just um, one of those exalted movies that everyone knows and talks about. But how many have actually seen it? <laughs> I have. Okay. It is worth the hype. Okay. And Peter O'Toole is fucking brilliant. And we don't do enough peter o'toole here there's no such thing as enough peter o'toole but and yet we still haven't had a, hardly any peter o'toole we did caligula yeah that's about it isn't it let me look we did something else i think i think we did something else with peter o'toole mm-hmm. no we have not hmm so we haven't done the lion in winter yet no we haven't done beckett no so no no, we should one day do the day they robbed the Bank of England. That looks like fun. Yeah. It's the role that led him to be cast in Lawrence of Arabia. How about that for a segue? <laughs> I'm not going off topic. You're going off topic. Yes. So I don't really know what happens in this movie aside from Peter O'Toole on a camel crossing the desert with Omar Sharif. And I oh. think Alec Guinness is in there somewhere. Yeah, Alec Guinness is in here somewhere. Um... I mean, like, the cast is amazing. Anthony though, Quinn! Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah, Anthony Quinn is an Arab as well. So we're not just making white guys Arabs. Jose uh, Ferrer is Turkish. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's... <laughs> there, there's a lot of brown face. Sometimes it's brown on brown face. Oh, but... gosh. <laughs> yes. Ooh, we have Claude Rains, too. Yep. Oh, God, it's... Yeah. He's at least... He's white. Yeah, he's at least Mr. Dryden. He's yes, just going to be... He's a white guy. Okay. For sure. A very white guy. Um, <laughs> uh, as is Lawrence, of course. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it goes into a lot of, like, cultural things and role-playing, as in, like, what role in society you take on and oh. how that affects your state of mind. Mm-hmm. And, Things like that, and there is definitely some strong gay subtext. Well, when you're out in the desert with nothing but guys, thoughts occur. <laughs> and Omar Sharif in eye makeup is um, mm-hmm. tempting. This is a younger Omar Sharif, so yeah. Very tempting. Even um, Alec Guinness. This is not too long after Bridge on the River Kwai, only yeah. a few years, so yeah. he still has that youthful exuberance to him before... The Silver Fox starts to come in with Alec Guinness. Yep. Because by the time we hit Star Wars, he's in Silver Fox territory. Uh, yes. And we are still getting the youthful exuberance of Peter O'Toole as well. It's true. Those eyes. Before he enters his Silver Fox phase. 
What is it with British actors and their silver fox I faces? I don't know. <laughs> they just know how to age well. Yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> I think it's being rich again. It's that socialized <laughs> medicine over there, I think. Uh, you know, like how med- the people who live in the Mediterranean, they always say, oh, it's the climate. It's all that olive oil they eat. No, it's just the health care. Yeah. Big part of it. It helps a missing lot. piece of the puzzle. <laughs> but we are in what is this, nineteen thirties, twenties? No, this is World War One. World War One, okay. Um, so definitely no healthcare yeah. anywhere to be found. No. It's on the front lines. <laughs> as good as it can be there. Even. Well, it's the it's the Arab Revolution, but it's around the same time as World War One. So it's somewhere in the teens. Um, yeah, it was either going on at the same time yeah. or because of what happened with World War One, it led to... Yeah, I don't thing. remember the details, yeah. but yeah. So we have T.E. Lawrence and his myth. Yes. The legend. <laughs> and, and I assume there's a bit in here of uh, what it takes to be a man. Oh, yeah. Kind of. Oh, yeah. I've heard this is sort of an idealized masculine sort of movie. Yep. But and in costumes. Uh, it's a period piece about masculinity. It is... And it isn't. Okay. Like, it's about that, and it's also a teardown of that. Like, mm. there are definitely undertones of, look at the bullshit that is performative masculinity. Oh. True, this um, is a David Lean movie. Yes. So there's going to be a little bit of that in here. Yeah. <laughs> More than a little bit. Um, especially if you know what you're looking for. Uh, yeah, and having uh, done Bridge on the River Kwai already. Yes. You know, there's, there's a lot of that in there, too. Yep. Gotta be the man's man, but I must do the right thing. Uh, That's what David makes Lee. me the man's man. <laughs> yeah, he makes some damn good movies. Yes, he does. But uh, shall we get this started? Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to get this started and yeah. finally watch this. So me too. We will I... be back yeah. with our intermission impressions and sand. Because so it's everywhere. Sand. Oh, so. Get used to it. So much sand. An intermission took long enough to pop up. My goodness. I was starting to think you were leading me on, and there wasn't any intermission. We were just going to watch the whole thing and be like, shit. Well, the fun part is is we've still got more than an hour left. Oh, yeah. I was expecting an intermission a little sooner, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's all right, though. Yeah. When there's a built-in intermission, you just just wait for it. Yeah. We've made that mistake before. Yeah, we would have quit half an hour ago if we'd not known there was an intermission. There were a few points where I'm like, the intermission could go here. This would be a great spot for intermission. Where is the intermission? <laughs> yes. This is kind of one of those movies that insists upon itself, doesn't it? Rightly so, though. A little bit, yeah. I mean, I'm like, not saying like it doesn't deserve the insistence, but there's a lot of built-in grandeur and... It's the man, the myth, the legend. Well, I was going to say, it's kind of like Lawrence himself. And... There's a meek humbleness to him that is only pushed to the side because of his confidence. Yes. And I don't think that makes him insist upon himself. It kind of does. That's exactly what it is. Uh, because he's not hes not boastful. He's not braggadocious. Right. He's not... He is very... 
aware. <laughs> He's very British. <laughs> yes. But he is very much aware of exactly what it is that he can and can't do. That's true. And that lends one humility, mm-hmm. a bit of meekness, but it also lends one to... It is not written. Nothing is written. Oh, we have to talk about that. Because <laughs> he says nothing is written. And then the guy Gassim gets left behind in the desert. Yeah. And he goes back to get him. And he says, I will see you in Akava. Why? Because it is written. Yeah. Up here. Yeah, yeah. It's different. It's not written in the scriptures. It's not written in the histories. It's written... In his mind, mm. he is the writer. He will do the writing and it will be done. And that's that one, that, that's something of an insist upon thing. That was the, he wrong? Well, no, he wasn't wrong. Then it's not really. Fine. <laughs> it's just those bits of overconfidence in here that, yeah, I know in the end, that's how it worked out. And that's how the story is being framed of there yep. was this great man who knew he was great, but he's not coming across as knowing he was great except in these instances and so it's kind of weird like there's not a full oeuvre of this man because we seem to be confusing bits about him i don't think so no okay i mean what was it he said in the beginning i I appear to be impertinent but i assure you sir i am not there was that yeah um he was very aware that he did not fit the ideal of a British officer is not what one expects when hearing British officer. True. And like I said, it's just a level of self-awareness in a very capable man that appears contradictory. Yeah, I think that's where I'm getting hung up is this contradiction that's going on where it's the storytelling in here where it's trying to make a great man out of a man who did great things but maybe was not exactly as great as we're trying to insist that he is. I just keep going back to insist. Well, there's a level of perspective. That's true. And you can't deny the great things that he did. You also can't deny some of the less than great things that he did. Exactly, because there's <laughs> stuff in here. Because he's still human. And he's and, still British and in the turn of the century, World War One, <laughs> And he's still almost certainly fucked a couple underage Arab boys. Like, you don't know they're underage. Historically, yes. Yes, Probably. they are. They're but in at their least the actors, teens. the actors playing the roles here, they're kind of towing that line. <laughs> Yeah, they, you know, they, they, they could are, be eighteen yeah. by the time we got to Akaba, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that yeah, almost certainly happened. There's an that's an insistence in here, yeah. And there's as you said, the homoeroticism throughout is definitely. Uh, oh, we haven't even you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's coming. All right. <laughs> oh, coming? Huh? Thought that already happened. And now we're in Cairo in a bed with with sheets. <laughs> For him. Will you be needing a bed, sir? To the general! <laughs> <laughs> the, the, there was hints of airplane as they're going back to Cairo. Going, Have you ever slept in a real bed? <laughs> you ever been in a Turkish prison? 
Yeah, there's there's definitely that subtle English pomposity throughout here. Oh, and Lawrence still has it as well. I oh, mean, oh, yeah. He gets back there as, I killed two people. Well, Arabs. Yeah. Like, they're not people? It, oh, that and was... And that really bugs me because the two people that he, quote, killed, they have significance for him. Yeah. One is one of the boys. <laughs> yeah. Who, I mean... You could say it was his fault or not. He didn't. Uh, he didn't lead him directly into the quicksand, but he also took him with, and yeah. you know. But clearly, Lawrence feels it's his fault. Yes. So, and then the other guy was gas him, and that is my second. It is written thing of holy <laughs> shit. This is a thing. Yeah. A guy he went back into the desert to save, then kills one of the. The Howitat, yeah. the other tribe they join up with. Yeah. And that almost ruined everything. And he's like, all right, <laughs> I will kill the guy because I'm not in a tribe that'll appease both sides. Yep. And then we can continue to be united and yep. take Akaba. <laughs> oh, shit. It's the guy I saved from the desert. Uh, Someone at some point said, oh, well, that's written. <laughs> I heard a line recently that really fits here. It's, um, be careful who you save. You may be interrupting their karma. Mm. Yeah. That's quite the line. Yeah. Um, to say nothing of your own karma. Well. I mean. <laughs> now you know you enjoy killing. Yeah, there was that line. I killed a guy and I liked it. Is that Katy Perry? No, wait. <laughs> well, she changed it up a little bit, but it started with Lawrence. I killed a guy and I liked it. Katy Perry, inspired by Lords of Arabia. Nice. I do have one thing in here that just it bugged me. Yeah. Shaving in the desert. Oh, God. Yeah. That's such. Uh, At least it was pointed out water. of. Yeah. That's wasted water. Not yeah, that he actually like used in water the to shave. Middle of that desert that, like, is a perilous pass and he's using water to shave. That's that's as bad as Homer cleaning his socks. Like, yeah. what the shit? I, I feel like it was just supposed to bring up that whole. Well, he is British. There is a yeah. proper. Way of doing things when you're British. You, have yep. a, you must shave every day and yada yada. Harkens back to Alec Guinness and Bridge on the River Kwai. Mm -hmm. We're going to do exactly what you want, but we're not going to allow ourselves to be forced to do exactly what you mm -hmm. want. We'll do it because it's good for the men. <laughs> yeah. Not because you say we need to do it. <laughs> and that was before he got like the respect of the tribe that he was with. Yeah. Before he got his yeah. quote title and, and the clothes. At least he didn't give a shit about walking in there in that outfit with the boy. Yep. And like, I don't care if this ain't proper or not. We're parched. Give me lemonade. <laughs> I have taken Akaba. I will do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, right now. that was. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I did a miracle, so. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about it. Yes, I'm acting entitled. I took Akaba. Did you? From the land. <laughs> did you? <laughs> what did you do? Thank you. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you're still here in Cairo and you're, you're pressed to you're, suit. You're just, oh. you're just playing snooker and the officer's, uh, the mess? Is that what that was the mess, yeah, the, mess. the officer's yeah. bar. Yeah. You're just playing snooker. Like, I took Akaba. Lemonade. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Now, you mentioned Alec Guinness. Yes. We have to talk about that in here. 
Um, Just Alec Guinness? Well... <laughs> I mainly want to focus on Alec Guinness. Fair enough. At least he just looks tanned. I'm not saying it's okay that he's in brown face, but it's not... Anthony Quinn with the prosthetics. Oh, there was that too. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I'm sorry, I kind of blocked That's what that I was out. saying. There's more to talk about You're here. Right. <laughs> but this, Alec yeah. Guinness trying the accent and... Failing because he is so undeniably British mm-hmm. that, yeah. It is a British guy talking how he would think... An Arabic prince would talk. And still sounding absolutely British. Yeah. It's not good. At least Anthony Quinn sounds... He makes Mm. an effort. Sir Alec does not. (laughs) Well, it's because he's practicing for his role of Obi-Wan Kenobi in this. Oh, yes. Both men in the desert, but not of the desert. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) But then you have Lawrence, who is... Put him in the desert. And he becomes of the desert. Yeah. Yes. For uh, six weeks in Arabia might make a man of him. <laughs> that was a... Three months. He was given three months. Yeah, but the line at the beginning when they're sending oh, him there was yeah, yeah, six yeah. weeks might make a man of you. Yeah. Because the Brits didn't really see him as a man's man. Not fit for the British army. Yep. There's a lot of interesting stuff about identity in this. Yes. Um, one um, of the things I wrote down is when he was heading across the desert, or g- about to head across the desert, he asked uh, if he can claim that he rides in the name of... Uh, um, of Prince Faisal? Yeah. Yeah. And the prince replied, you may claim it, but in whose name do you ride? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't answer. How do you answer that? Like when, after they claimed Aqaba and they're standing on the... at the beach. Well... In whose name do you ride? Don't know. It's what he said when he first met Omar Sharif and asked yep. him his name. My name is for my friends. Yes. <laughs> and that's, honestly, that's something about names that I think we've lost in our modern world. Like there's something sacred to a name, something important. And now we just tell anybody who, our, who what our name is. Because that's how you network. Yep. And it doesn't really mean anything. Mm -hmm. Like, our names don't mean anything. There's definitely a loss of meaning when it comes to our names and identity these days. Well, our world is increasingly bereft of true identity. Mm -hmm. It's just something that falls by the wayside in our industrialized society. We are not Mm -hmm. men. We are cogs in the machine. And here we are with this story, the very beginning of mechanized warfare. And we still had identity. Yep. And you just watch it. Before it away. gets chewed up by the machine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yay. There's definitely a lot to chew on in this movie that is hard to break down for the confines of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not even done watching it. No. Not at all. We've still got, what, an hour? Hour and a half or something. Something, yeah. yeah. And, you know, we came back to Cairo, and they're going to send him out again to Arabia to do what exactly? Uh, I forget. They Basically get rid of the Turks yeah. so the Brits can move in. But Yep. But tell the Arabs that we're not the Brits aren't going to move in, because that's what they want to hear. It at least seemed like he had a small issue with that. Yes. Of... I, he does. Yeah. 
I don't like That's lying to these gonna, people. I've already yeah. done it and been <laughs> caught a little bit, which is why I have to come back with 5,000 gold guineas. And By then, the way, and then he asks I need that. for twenty five thousand. Like, I'm so like. Well, that's how you do business in war. <sighs> that's how you do business. Period. No, I need because everything X, is war. So I'll ask for five times X. So hopefully, I can settle for like two and a half times. But X again, that's him and... thinking ahead. Five thousand was just yeah, yeah, the yeah. one tribal. That's for Akaba too. Yeah. yeah. And they're there's going to be other deals fighting and yes, other stuff's going to happen along the way. And I need to be financially prepared for it. Yes. As I build up my harem of young boys. (laughs) Not just young boys. Omar Sharif's in there, too. True. And God, what a gorgeous man. I mean, he was surrounded by military age men and the the officers (laughs) bar. You were all suddenly very enamored with them. But they're that's a fantasy come true. Milk toast British boys. True, but I mean, it's you... still a man in uniform. Yeah, but it just doesn't compare to Omar Sharif. True, like very true. <laughs> there is this refinement masculinity in Omar few Sharif. Who can? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It, 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 anyway. <laughs> well, shall we get back to this? Yeah, let's see where where we end up. I mean, we already know how Lawrence dies, so comes back from Arabia. Yep. But how many more men will he kill? And how much will he enjoy it? Mm. We'll be back for our curtain call and uh, the end of the epic. The enjoyment of murder. Yay. Oh, goodness. Um, it's a great movie. This is a great movie. It's a lot. Though. It's a lot. <laughs> um, there's things that oh, I've, we're not gonna touch on everything. I just oh know god, it. no. There's no way. Yeah, there's no way. One thing I do want to f- focus on though is what this movie was trying to convey and what it's trying to tell us. Okay. Both, you know, what it would mean today and when it came out yeah, 60 okay. years ago. Because a lot of this is putting this white man on a pedestal who led these barbarous people to u- unite and yeah. rise up. And there's That's definitely in here. And are we supposed to walk away with that? I don't of, think so. It takes a white guy to tame these barbarous brown people. I'm- because really? I really hope not. No, I don't think but so it's in at here. all. I mean, yeah, and Lawrence is definitely held up as the white savior trope. Mm-hmm. And then, but when... I, I, I definitely think that what this movie is trying to tell us is that it's all bullshit. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I really hope so. Because we start that all falls apart when all of a sudden he gets like the bloodlust, yep. and there was that whole revenge on the village thing and all of a sudden he's killed more than two people by association it was like (laughs) 30 in 10 minutes you know yeah but that almost goes with the whole well he at one point someone said he went native went native and all of a sudden like he was corrupted by the barbarous nature of the people that he spent too much time with there's well i don't want it to be true we but do, there's kind of that vein in here we absolutely have to get into the whole thing 
with him being captured by the general, the Turkish general. Yes, because I, I don't understand that scene. Oh, really? I really don't. I may have missed something, but okay. we, let's talk that out. Um, please. <laughs> what 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 did you get from it? More confusion than anything. Okay. Um, he's going to this town to try to get the revolt started there. Yeah. And it was supposed to line up with the British army being in Jerusalem, I believe. Yeah. And that was supposed to be like the perfect storm to make it all come together and whatever. And he gets captured. Yep. And I, they never figured out who he was. Nope. I don't think. Nope. He was just a pretty boy with blue eyes who then, I guess, rejected Jose Ferrer's advances, and then they beat him because of it. Exactly. And then they got a little turned on because he apparently liked pain. Oh, more than a little. And it wasn't so much that he liked pain, it's that he gave no reaction. Yeah. Which is... Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um, For me, that scene was just um, unnecessary titillation. There's got to be more to that, right? Oh, absolutely. Please tell me. It showed Lawrence that he is not what he thinks he is. Because he thinks he's this untouchable white savior. He'd been built up by that point. Yeah. He's starting to believe his own hype. And this shows him that he is nothing but an interesting face to be tortured for the pleasure of a general. Uh, that's another vein through here. People doing it for their pleasure. <laughs> Blowing up trains and looting. And, yeah. And yeah. Getting gold from Aqaba and yep. all of that. Yeah. Hmm. So it is. it needs to be in here, that scene. Oh, absolutely. For the sake of identity and, and idolizing also, yep. that runs throughout this whole movie. And... It's central to his character later on when he surrounds himself with the bodyguard of wanted murderers Mm. because he's scared now because he knows he can be touched. He can be hurt. Fair enough. So he wants the protection of the most dangerous men he can find. Mm -hmm. And as Omar Sharif says, you bought them. And he says, yeah, I bought half the men here. And not realize, like, he doesn't get what Omar Sharif is saying with that. Well, the best men don't need to be paid off. Exactly. They will just come. Exactly. Because it's me. They got to do what they, what's got to be done. Mm-hmm. Whereas the ones who do it because they're getting paid, they wouldn't be there if not for that. It's, they're not there for the conviction, for the, the no, principle. the cause. It doesn't matter to them. The politics of the matter. Oh, God. <laughs> That last scene still hurts. The like, yeah, the last every twenty time minutes I or watch so. that, it's just devastating. Once we get to Damascus, holy shit! Oh yeah. god! Like Damascus is hard enough, but that last scene with the prince and the general and mm-hmm. uh, his name just escaped me. Claude Rains. Claude Rains. Yes, that's just devastating. Yeah, every time and. Shows a truth I really don't want to believe, mm-hmm. but is nonetheless true. It's yeah, it's politics. It's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't really. I don't agree with his statement in there of you know war is waged by young men and their passion and their ideals. Yeah, but peace is waged by old men. 
with their fear and or what was it? It wasn't fear. It wasn't their fear, but it was um, their caution and mistrust. Yeah, which I mean, I get the peace part, but how much war is waged because of old men and their well, desires? Yeah, it to, is you perpetuated have to by young men and their passion. No, you have to consider that. Yes, it's waged by the old men set the wars in motion through their desire for peace from the mistrust from the caution and a necessity to channel the passions of young men into something fine <laughs> they line up all the pieces and it, uh, it's it's gross it's then gross. even it... get someone to <laughs> knock the first domino over but it is the passions of the young men that make all the dominoes fall to make the war actually happen. War wouldn't that happen. That necessitates yeah. the old men to wage the peace well, out of their own caution. All right. Fine. You couldn't Fine. have the war without, like, if it weren't for the fact that young men can get riled up and pointed in a direction, mm -hmm. you couldn't have war. It's true. And young men seeing that as glamorous, seeing that as a way to... Make a name for themselves. And having people like Going Lawrence. back to our earlier thing about the name. Yeah. Like, that's how you make a name for yourself. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, as you get older and perhaps make a name for yourself or perhaps not, then you see other ways to make names for yourself, namely through the scheming and backdoor dealings of peace. Politics. Politics. Just like Omar Sharif said at the end, well, I think I'll just stay here and learn politics. <sighs> that I'm getting old now. Also makes me sad yeah. because he was the best of them, mm -hmm. far and away. Yeah, he didn't get paid. <sighs> no, no, but he aged into politics. <sighs> and Lawrence was the hero poster boy. Which is why we had the journalist following him yep. around. And we saw the Chicago paper at the end with his picture front page. But again, that's not who he was. Oh, no. That's who the papers made That's how him. he was made out to be. Yeah. And then that version of him, the one in everyone's mind but Lawrence's. Mm -hmm. Well, it was in his mind for a while. But he knew better. Like, that's what the prince is able to use to maintain a level of power in Damascus. Yeah. Despite the fact that the Arab Council has failed miserably at running the city because conquerors rarely can. A good soldier makes for a terrible politician. Yes. I. That's my lesson from this movie. Uh, one, one of a few. <laughs> I mean, there's there, also oh, just there's the destruction so that one man can cause. You know, once he goes to that hospital, yeah. there's sort of that disbelief that starts to set in of how much all of it was his doing. Yeah. Just as the figurehead, as the leader who yep. got it all together and lined up those pieces mm -hmm. and inflamed the passions of young men. Yep. And now there's 2,000 injured Turkish people in a hospital and only has 600 beds and that no they neglected water, to do anything no about. No electricity, mm -hmm. no telephones. 
Because the generators that, are on fire. That whole scene of, of just bickering oh, in the council. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, this tribe's running the phones, and they say they're not working. Well, it's because they don't have power, because they've got the power. Well, our generators are on fire. Well, these guys are in charge of putting out the fires. Well, these guys are... Yeah, it's the whole... Our tribe doesn't carry water. Nobody's taking responsibility. And it's just finger-pointing. Yeah. Yeah. All they wanted was the glory of rushing in and capturing the city and, oh, look, aren't we cool? No, you're fucking not because you're not taking care of what needs to be done. Did they even want that? Didn't they just want their freedom? <sighs> At least according to Lawrence, when he was being interviewed by the, the journalist, he said they are fighting for their freedom. Except for the ones that got paid. <laughs> Touché. You're right. But, I mean, there's that, the spoils that's kind of, of what war, they're yeah. after, too, is like they want that because it, that is their freedom, the mm-hmm. ability to buy whatever else. And uh, what, what was it? Um, I wrote this one down. Uh, when you've got what you want, you shall go home. No, I shan't. Then you're a then fool. Then you're a fool. Yeah. And that was the beginning of the disillusionment for that officer, that British officer. Because if we remember towards the end, he was definitely not the true believer he was initially mm-hmm. well he had his own agenda of true believerism oh yeah he was the whole well lawrence is going to unite these people to do what we want yeah. in the situation to win the war against the turks and then it'll be british yeah land. he was the true believer of the british empire mm-hmm. and he justified that to himself by saying that he would go above and beyond the conquering bit and then uh, had that faith shaken with that comment of you're a fool if you don't leave when you've got what you want. Which that criticizes just a lot of Western ideals. Oh, so many. So many. We don't go home when we got what we want. And we should go home when we got what we want. But then that begs the bigger question, do we even know what we wanted? Mm. This is a problem I have in the Western world. There's no end to what we want, apparently. And that's the. And only... when we get what okay. we want, we realize we didn't want that one. We had to want something else. The problem with that also is, you can't get what you want unless you want more. Well, because if you're just trying, it's like a thing I've heard about with martial arts training is you don't. If you're going to punch someone in the face, you don't punch their face. You punch two feet behind their face. Mm. Yeah. Like, you have to go for more than you want to have a chance of getting what you want, because if you're trying to stop at what you want, you won't put enough into it to actually get there. To have that impact. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. That's very wise. (laughs) Uh, And I feel that, because, you know, what do I want out of life? I don't know. It always changes. (laughs) And then I think I want something, and then I get it, or maybe just sort of get it, and then things change, and like, well, this was not it. Or you get what you want, and you realize that it wasn't that that you wanted, it was something that that represented, mm-hmm. and actually getting it doesn't give you what you thought it was going to. Yeah. And then what about what you needed? Sometimes, <sighs> fuck what you want, what do you need? Who the fuck even knows? Mm-hmm. I sure as shit don't and know. And we're kind of left with that question with Lawrence at the end. Yeah. All of this that he did. Yeah. What did he really need? Anyway, cannot recommend this movie enough. Oh, yeah. This is, it's a commitment. 
It's, it's a lot. It's worth the effort. But it is worth the effort. Yeah. But we did not cover. Oh it. God. I mean, it no, would take it, a second watch and a it second would take episode. Several more watches and probably a five-hour episode. I mean, <laughs> longer than the movie itself. Oh yeah, to get into everything in here, like absolutely. Just make it a college course. It, it could be on its own, absolutely. Yeah. Like there's so many things that this movie relates to and talks about and alludes to and yeah. Meaning if you wish to have us turn this into a college course, we need capital <laughs> in order to do so. And you can help us with that by being a patron. Patreon.com slash Cracker Classics. Give it to us instead of the war effort. You'll be funding you our war. You will not war. be disappointed. You'll be funding our war against... <laughs> Foolishness. Working terrible jobs. Um, well, that's a foolish thing. Agreed. Working a terrible job. <laughs> if you want to tell us what we missed in this movie, shoot us a line at crackerclassics at gmail.com. This is definitely a conversational movie that oh, we yeah. would love to keep the dialogue going on. Absolutely. Yeah. With all that, we'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye.